0: Welcome to Two Chicks, Three Seats, the podcast that takes a look at the hospitality industry's
1: hottest topics. Two Chicks, Three Seats is hosted by Kate Kennedy and Rachel Calkins and is brought to you by Triple Seat, the industry leader in event management software. Find out more about Triple Seat at (laughs) TripleSeat.com.
0: Happy Friday everyone and welcome back to another episode of Two Chicks Three Seats. We hope that everyone had a wonderful and safe Labor Day weekend filled with restaurant sales, events and hopefully a little bit of time to rest and enjoy the end of your the summer yourselves. With Labor Day passing, we are now fully in fall mood mode. Yay, and we're so and mood. fall mood and mode fall mood and mode and we're so so excited about it. Summer, of course, had its moment and it was great. Lots of exciting things happened in summer of 2022, but now we are ready for cozy jackets, spiced beverages, fall decor, and all of the fall holidays. And Kate, extra extra fall fan over here. I mean, I think I'm just as much of a fall fan, but I know you're very enthusiastic about fall. Oh my fall. God, I love
1: the fall. I feel like every year when, we, when it comes around to fall, I always get like super excited on our episode that's like fall themed because right. I love it. I almost shut up today with like a like a wreath of leaves around my neck and I was like, <laughs> 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 pumpkins everywhere. Yeah. Pumpkin spice. I mean, I do have my Starbucks, but it's just a shaken espresso, so not not exciting.
0: You're not the, the classic white girl pumpkin spice yet.
1: <laughs> I don't love pumpkin spice. I'm going to be honest, I love fall but I don't love pumpkin spice. So, you know, I like apple cider though. There's that. There's that piece of it.
0: I love apple cider. I love, love apple cider. And fall, my birthday is in October. So another reason to love the fall for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But Uh, anyways, you guessed it. We are talking about (laughs) fall event and hospitality uh, trends this
1: episode. (laughs) (laughs) Duh. No, I'm kidding. Are we? Yeah. Um, all right. I'll kick it off with cocktails, obviously, because that's what I always do is kick it off with cocktails. We read an article from Punch Drink that kind of inspired us talking about martinis today. And according to this article in literally every proper bar and every proper city everywhere, martinis are having a big moment right now. So this time around, they're attributing that to the rise in popularity of the once-shunned espresso martini. Which shout out to my husband Mike—it's his favorite drink. <laughs> Mike is a Mike is a basic Gen Z white girl. He loves an espresso martini. He also loves a really hoppy IPA, but also loves an mar- espresso martini. Like. Yeah. And, and every time That's there's one great. menu and we're at a place where we think like the martinis would be good at, because, you know, there's some places where you don't, don't really want to order martinis. He is like, he always like gives me that look. And I'm like, you're going to do an espresso martini, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just
0: think there's nothing better than ending your night with an espresso martini, which is, it's hilarious because I don't like coffee, so I don't like espresso. Oh, no, I was going to say that. Like, I, that's weird to me that you like espresso martinis, but you do. I don't know like- what it is, but then I just love ending any, any experience,
1: whether it be no. dinner out, whether it be a night out,
0: ending with
1: an espresso martini. I hear that. Now, do you, do you like them creamy or are you more of like the, like, because I like mine pretty like dark I don't like. Right. Of- Mike likes it with Baileys. He likes it creamy. I'm on the other other side. Like I like it like no Baileys, no cream, really. Right. So
0: if I'm trying to be skinny, which is most of the times, then I will order it without the Baileys and no like I want it as least creamy as possible. But if yeah. I'm having it for like a dessert, then maybe I'll do one that has Baileys in it cuz I do like it, but unless I like want to mess up my stomach and just I hear feel awful, then Even if I get like two of them, I'll get the first one with Baileys and the second one without. But actually, as of lately, though, I really have been skipping it all together and just going without the Baileys and creaminess because I, yeah, it's just, it's a lot.
1: (laughs) Good either way. I just, my stomach does better if I don't have the Baileys included. And I also really like, I like my coffee strong. So I guess it makes sense that I like, right, you strong too. But Obviously, martinis come in all shapes and sizes, not just espresso martinis. They can be shaken, stirred. They can be sweet, bitter, and like the ones I like, really, really strong. (laughs) So I've always been a lover of martinis. Specifically, my go-to is always a kettle, dry, shaken, like definitely not stirred. You have to shake the crap out of that thing with a lemon twist. And that's it. Like literally just cold vodka in a glass. So
0: love that for you.
1: Yeah, it's my It's my go to. Um, But this article talks specifically about how Gen Z has Rachel's generation has embraced martinis, um, making them popular again. And I was telling Rachel earlier before we were recording that I feel like this is something that happens with literally every generation. We just forget about it when a new like moment from a new generation comes up. So for my generation, obviously, it was Carrie Bradshaw and her friends drinking cosmopolitans that were way too dark, by the way. Like no cosmopolitan should ever just look like cranberry juice in a glass, but I digress. It's fine. I don't, um, and I don't even like Cosmos. All right. I, I feel like I have an affinity for them because, like, because of like the Sex and the City generation and watching Carrie Bradshaw and like I wanted to be Carrie. So like I feel like. Uh, And I have the curly hair, you know, I, Mm -hmm. I always felt like an affinity and I I was like, I was an English major. Like I like to write. I was like, Oh, I'm totally Carrie walking around my cosmopolitan, but I don't love them either. And most bars don't make them right. So it's like, I don't know. I feel like I make a really good Cosmo. Maybe I could change your mind. We'll see.
0: I also need to just like point out the Boston accent on Brad Shaw. Shaw.
1: (laughs) And I tried to pull, I tried to pull it back. And then I was like, I mean, there's no hiding it at this point. Clearly I'm from Boston. (laughs) but yeah i mean they always drank they always drank cosmopolitans right they always drank them like literally every night like tuesday night they could be they could be in like a really hard to get into restaurant or just sitting on carrie's couch talking about her latest men trouble or whatever so love cosmos and i think that that's like that's my generation surge in martini popularity came from that but before i talk about other generations surge in martini popularities I need everyone to know that the Cosmopolitan actually originated in Provincetown, Massachusetts and the fabulous gay bars in the 70s. And then those fabulous gay men took the Cosmopolitan to New York City, where then Carrie Bradshaw and her friends could enjoy it. So I did not know that. Throwing it out there. Yeah, it was the 70s and it was gay bars in Provincetown. Shout out P-Town. Just another reason to love our gay men. Like just one five bazillion (laughs) reasons. So... (laughs) Um, anyway, so obviously the generation before mine, it was like, I remember like watching like when models were literally like 80 pounds, like Kate Moss, and they were drinking like apple martinis. And I thought like before I could drink, I thought apple martinis were like the coolest thing ever. So we have like your apple teeny trends and then. Obviously, during my parents' generation, which is like very far back, it was they became popular because James Bond would always ask for a Vesper martini, shaken, not stirred, which is like the famous line. Basically, my point is that martinis have a moment and a very welcome spot in literally every generation, <laughs> not just yours, Rachel. Okay.
0: okay okay that's really it's really interesting thinking about because I don't think I would have put all those pieces together like you just explained so
1: I could have gone if we had more time I literally could have done every 10 years like what martini was popular and why so right right. yeah I feel like and of course martinis were invented in like probably England because that's where all the good cocktails were invented um and I'm sure Ernest Hemingway drank them and like you know like was just amazing and right, right. When they started like the 1800s. Or something. Anyway, so let's I'm going to move forward now and stop talking about like martini trends and talk about martinis that your venue can make this fall. So fall inspired martinis. I just I put together two here that I've made before. Um, and for all my basic bitches out there, the pumpkin spice espresso martini is a must. It's super easy to make and it's very similar to making um, the regular espresso martini. So it's two ounces of vodka and you don't need expensive vodka. Like, you, I mean, I re- would recommend nothing below Tito's ever, but like <laughs> if you don't have anything better, it's fine. Um, one ounce of coffee liqueur. So that's like Kahlua or, or another brand. Um, and then one ounce of warm, freshly pulled espresso. And I say warm because the only way you're going to get that really cool froth top is if it's warm. So just like a little tidbit there, make sure. And it, that's, if you're using something creamy like Bailey's which I don't, I don't recommend using for this one but if you love Bailey's and want to throw it in you don't necessarily need it to be warm cause the Bailey's will make that froth. But if you want that, like, you know, the ones in the pictures that you always see in the coop glasses and they have that really pretty froth on top. That's because the espresso they used was warm, not hot, not cold, Interesting. warm. And then you can use, so pumpkin spice simple syrup is the last ingredient. And you can, you know, I mean, if you have a home goods down the street, chances are there's some pumpkin spice syrup like waiting for you to purchase. It's literally just what Starbucks uses when they make the um, pumpkin spice lattes, but you can make your own too. I don't have a recipe on hand, but I know it's super easy to make your own. So you could just make your own if you want to get like really gangster with it. Um, but you can use <laughs> like half of an ounce to one and a half ounces of pumpkin spice simple syrup, just depending on like how much pumpkin spice you like. And then you just shake it over ice, pour it into a coup glass. And then if you have espresso beans, you can throw three on top for good luck. And that's it. Super easy. And Yum. then, right. It is it is good. I don't love pumpkin spice, like I said, but I've made these before and they are really good. I just use a very little amount of pumpkin spice syrup. Um, and it's, it's great. You can also do it with like, you can make cinnamon syrup. Like you don't have to use the pumpkin aspect of it. You can still make it fall flavors, like um, almost like a cinnamon dolce latte from Starbucks. Right, right. <laughs> but anyways
0: (laughs) I don't think I've ever had a a pumpkin spice um martini before so now I'm going to be on the lookout for them
1: yeah and like I feel like because this one's mixed with espresso it's not as like in your face pumpkin spice like it's not going to be like creamy and like well you know like a caramel apple right you know I know it's apple and pumpkin but I feel like sometimes people can get a little uh, I feel like sometimes bars make like most of their fall drinks are like too sweet and like like in your face, you know, apple or pumpkin or whatever it may be. So you don't have to be, it can be more refined, <laughs> more refined palate. Um, And then the second one that I put on um, that I want to talk about is the apple cider martini. And you can, I mean, you can literally make this any way you want. My favorite way to make it is one ounce of fresh apple cider. I say fresh because I feel like in the fall, you can get fresh apple cider literally anywhere. So just like the fresh stuff. It's definitely tastes better than like the Mott's like baked apple cider to say. Um, and then two ounces of vodka and one ounce of or- one ounce of orange liqueur, like Cointreau or triple sec. Um, and you just shake that and then pour it in a, in a coupe glass or a martini glass. Um, and you can garnish that with a cinnamon stick, or you can garnish it with like an apple slice. Um, you can do a cinnamon sugar rim. If you like things sweeter, you can also, if you don't love vodka, you can sub out like spiced rum. You could also, add maple syrup if you like it sweeter or use apple vodka like there's so many different ways you can make this one this is just the way i make it um and i like it a little stronger so um those are my two and i feel like they're pretty easy and it's probably things that you have in your restaurant or home already um so yeah yeah i can't wait mom. to
0: i'm going to be on the lookout and when i find a good one at a bar i'm going to send you a photo so.
1: please do please do rachel lives in new york city now so there's many more bars to <laughs> my joke. newest
0: personality tree. I'm a New Yorker, guys. <laughs> I left
1: Boston, loved it. Now I'm on to bigger and better things. Always well, be a Boston girl, though. I'm just saying. I like, know, I know. You could take the girl out of Boston, but, you know, I mean, look at me. Not that I went far. But...
0: <laughs> I know. It's going to be funny. I keep joking. I'm hoping I'll find my, you know, future love of my life here. And he'll end up being from Boston and he'll he'll probably been be from right Boston. under my nose the whole time.
1: Yeah, he's probably from, like, Malden or something. Yeah. <laughs> the most Boston you can get. Yeah, exactly. But
0: okay, so along with our fall-themed episode and along the lines of what you can be offering at your restaurant and events, we're going to talk about one of our favorite fall festivities, which is dun 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 football season. Oh, not apple picking. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> whoops. That could be on number two on the
1: list. I like. So that.
0: <laughs> by the time you're hearing this episode, the pro football season would have just started yesterday, September 8th, if I did my math correctly. And that mm-hmm. means that NFL football fans are ready for Thursday nights, Sunday nights, and Monday nights to be spent at sports bars around big TVs or in their homes in front of a big spread of hopefully catered food.
1: See, sorry, I mean I don't mean to interrupt you, but did you? Or I did mean to drop you, but did you see that Thursday night football is only on Amazon Prime now? Is, is that it? Right? Yeah, I was just I saw a commercial on TV and I was like, wait, you can only watch Thursday night football on Amazon Prime now? I I don't know, I might be wrong. If I'm that wrong, seems let me like, me that seems like that seems very
0: me. like um that it seems like it shouldn't be. That seems like I don't know, like you're robbing the, the whole. Agree.
1: Yeah, I agree. I know where you're going and I totally agree. And I have Amazon Prime. Like I can totally watch it, but it just
0: seemed weird to me. Interesting. Continue. Well, okay. So, (laughs) and on Thursdays from your Amazon Prime network, and hopefully the bar has it, you know, one of the, one of the patrons can log into their Amazon Prime account. Imagine. (laughs) Um, Or if you're a college football fan, which Mm. I mean, yeah, some people are, a lot of people people are, (laughs) then Saturdays maybe are your day. But with that being said, if you're listening and you fall under the under the category of either being a sports bar and restaurant or you offer other catering services that kind of have that football Sunday kind of food, then this part of the episode will definitely apply to you. So we have a couple of things to talk about here in regard to football season and how it can help. The events and hospitality industry. So we know that bars and restaurants definitely go out all out for Super Bowl weekend, but why not basically spread that energy every weekend throughout the football season is kind of my take on it. So if you really if you start off with some fun offering right away in the season and you know if you're listening to this now and you feel like okay I haven't done anything yet there's literally next weekend or the weekend after like within the first couple weekends if you start off by having these great offerings then you can hopefully get those regulars coming in form that community of people who come back to your spot every time there's a big game that they want to watch um and then they they'll be your regulars for the football season. So When it does come to these football game day bar and restaurant offerings, what are some of the things you want to think about is what are some of the things that will make your establishment the most appealing to these football fans? So some of the classic ones that are pretty easy to do, but could be different drink specials during game day hours. So like $5 beers until the games end. pitcher deals. Maybe you have wings and pizza deal for like in-house and also to-go orders, um, there's so many different promotions that run normally for like Super Bowl weekend, but you could be doing these all year round during those peak football hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can go even further than just the food and tap into your local team camaraderie within your community. So in New York, like the New York teams in Boston, we go, we love our Boston sports. Everyone, You know, you have your local community that can be centered around the bar scene as well. So maybe, so I, for this example, um, I talk about the Buffalo Bills. I'm a Buffalo Bills fan, Kate. Okay, I'm,
1: I, I'm a, I I'm a I, Bills I, fan. I've been friends with you for a couple of years, Rachel. I know.
0: <laughs> so I using some Buffalo Bills, um, examples here. So maybe you could offer a free slice. A free pizza slice coupon to every person in the bar that is inside when a, a your team wins on game day. So if you are a Bills fan, then this could happen more often than not. Whereas, you know, if you're a Jets fan, then you'll probably save your money. Wow, you took it there, huh? Yeah, yes. I did take it there, but okay. go Bills, especially since we just moved to New York. Ballsy move, Rachel. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I'm, I must have Jets fans friends that I don't know, but it probably sucks okay. to be you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Dial it back, right? It kind of
1: sucks to be a New England Patriots fan right now as well. So it's fine. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Cricket. Cricket. Um. But then you could also lean into certain players with these promotions too. So Josh Allen, his number is 17, quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. If he passes. Perhaps 17 points in the game, then maybe someone in the bar gets a free something special for an offering or maybe playing on the names of the drink after players or the team. So a couple of examples, you know, I love doing this for any like themed thing. Mm -hmm. So keeping with the Bills fandom, we have the Buffalo Bills Beer Mosa. Oh, I love this. Yeah, okay. we have the touchdown tequila soda, which obviously would be ordered a lot because of all the touchdowns. And then we have probably a least popular one because it doesn't happen often would be the sacked spike seltzer slushy. So
1: yeah, fun, right? Yeah, you like maybe you should start doing marketing for restaurants. Yeah. You know, yeah, day. right. But, yeah. but so those are kind
0: of fun. And I have you had a beer mosa before? It's a beer yeah. mimosa. Like I was honestly looking up first like the game day classic drinks and then putting a spin on it for the theme for the the bills, but I don't think I've ever dr- actually drank a beer mimosa before. Like no yeah, I haven't. I
1: have them. There's a restaurant near me that does they have like a lot of craft beer and they do craft beer cocktails. It's like their thing. Um and I had one there. It was and it's really it's, it was really interesting. It was right. good. It was actually it was actually I do this all the time. It was actually really good. Like su- surprise. <laughs> I mean, and of course it was, right? Cause like beer beer's good, orange juice is good. And they right. also did with the mango juice and something else. I forgot. There was another option. All very good. So yeah. yeah.
0: Well, yes. And honestly, maybe it could even be a time to play around with some drinks when you have a lot of drinkers around you <laughs> at your bars <laughs> looking to try. <laughs> so those are a couple of ways that you could play on it. Um and if you can't tell, we did just have the triple seed fantasy football draft last night, it, <laughs> so
1: it. we're definitely
0: in the the football mindset. But there's just so many ways you can promote around football season, all with an attempt at making your restaurant or your bar the place to go to for watching game day. And then another thing about like just bringing the camaraderie in is, I mean, I feel like if along with those offerings, thinking about the ambiance as a whole of your restaurant or bar, and and if you are a sports bar, then chances are you do already have all these things like jumbotrons, multiple huge flat screen TVs, like a rooftop space to enjoy games while the weather is still nice, um, or sports memorabilia on the walls. If you have all these things already, then there's just like literally no reason not to just try with one of these promotions, even if it's just for a couple weekends of the month or of the season, if it's every weekend, you know, whatever you're able to to handle, and especially in major cities where you have a lot of fans like here in New York City. With, yeah. questionable, with questionable, questionable teams. To, um, teams.
1: Thank you. Can I add something to that? Yes, please do. So when I was managing a bar in Boston, that was really popular for specifically popular for, um, well, for all games, but Saturday, like we were the, the home base for the Florida Gators. So they're all of their football games, um, which is also a great idea. If you're not in a place that has like you know, a lot of, there's a lot of like smaller towns and actually big towns with big colleges that have like more of a fan base for um, college teams. So like you could get, you could get groups that there's like the alumni groups that are everywhere, right? So even yeah. if you're not in the city of the college, if you can like tap into the alumni groups of big colleges, big, like the big 10 colleges with for football um, and even for basketball for that matter, but we're talking about football right now. Um, <laughs> For football specifically, you literally, that's like an open invitation for 200 people to show up at your bar every Saturday afternoon, which is like a time that maybe you're not as busy as you are like Saturday night or Sunday for football games. So that's just, that was something that I wanted to throw out there, but also make sure you test your sound before you open the doors to a shit ton of football fans on a Sunday and your servers are overwhelmed because everyone put in their order for, for like, you know, For wings and pitches of beer at the same exact time, and the bartenders are cursing each other and like the kitchen's going crazy. Like, make sure you test your sound. (laughs) That's a good tip. And in this situation, and it is not fun. So test your sound. A V kills every event, as our fearless leader, John O'Morse, will tell you. But it also has is also very relevant inside of restaurants. So test your sound because it's not so much fun to watch football when there's no sound. on.
0: It's <laughs> a good, that's a very, very, very
1: great point. Kate. <laughs> oh, I'm surprised I had my job after that day, but it wasn't my fault. I just didn't test it, test it. Make sure you test it. That makes me stressed to think about how you being in that position. <laughs> oh yeah. And not only was I in that position, but I was in that position and all of my other managers were away because they were all at an away. I think it was like Miami and like the Pats or something. were playing one weekend in Miami and they all went, but we had the Gator people coming in that Saturday and they left like Saturday morning. So no one else. was there. It was just me and like my staff, but just me in a manager position. And like, I had like my, like my door staff, I was like, Oh my God, please help me. Like what is happening? And it wasn't like, it's not the technology of today. So mm-hmm. it's in one way, it was less complicated But in another way, it was like not fixable. You know what I mean? Like today I feel like you could fix it with other avenues. Like it was just like speaker dead, like done, down, like the whole system just like, and it was a Saturday and we were a popular night spot too. So like going into the night with like a DJ arriving and stuff, we figured it out, but there were a couple hours there where I thought I might be killed by like a Florida Gator woman. So Jeez, and that's a scary individual. Uh-huh. No. <laughs> those, well, <laughs> those college football fans, man, the ones that already graduated but still love college football, they're scary. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> Capital
1: S. <laughs> yes. But well, anyway.
0: okay, that's a good – that is a good reminder. And a lo- another last note, which actually is what inspired this part of the episode as kind of like a, another reminder – Along those lines is an article from Modern Restaurant Management that just had a few reminders on like the safety front because with all the fun that I was describing, we were just talking about above, football season obviously can get rowdy. And yeah. in a perfect world, everything would go smoothly, but you're going to get, ho- hopefully not as much, but you're going to get your drunk fans who have had too many beers in the beer special over the over the past couple hours. So make sure that your team is, and I know you're, you can step in here in a sec, but make sure the team is ready and trained to handle any situation so the couple like just like i'm gonna read like three of the tips they said bartenders don't be afraid to refuse service have capable door staff in place closely monitor the alcohol service remain vigilant during the peak hours and implement procedures and protocols among your staff to be able to handle any kind of situation that may come about when there is so much going on at your restaurant
1: 100 and even if you're not a restaurant like if you're a restaurant and you don't have like you normally don't hard people, you don't have a door staff, hire a door staff. If you, if, if it becomes that this is like the spot to go for whether it's college football or, you know, um, or the NFL, like make sure you have a door staff for those events, because if you have 200, you know, or even like 50, if you're a smaller place and there's 50 of them in there, you, you you're going to need a, a very well-trained door staff to handle that. And also I recommend, Walkie talkies between your door staff, which sounds silly, but like a lot of places don't have them. And and I think the place I worked at was two floors, and you know, three different rooms with TVs playing, and it's loud, and people, and it's like there was you could have like three hundred people, so the capacity limit was huge. People yelling at each other. If I couldn't talk to my door staff, like I don't want to text them. I want like to talk to them if something's happening three rooms over and they can't see it because they're at the front door. I need them to get to me quick. So um hire a good door staff and get yourself some walkie talkies, you know? Those are fun anyway. (laughs) Those are fun. (laughs) We used to walk around before like people like service would start just like, you know, messing around with each other on the turn four. Like and then of course things got serious and there was no more messing around. (laughs) Oh my God, so good. Um, but yeah, those are very good points and I think. Important, you know, all fans are rowdy, but I I do think that um football fans are a particular kind of rowdy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they like drinking, sure. you know. So and hockey, hockey fans can get a little rowdy too, but like in a different way. I think football fans are usually the scariest.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> go Bills.
1: Go Bills. <laughs> go Go Pats. I don't really care. Go whoever's on my fantasy team for this week. Well,
0: Josh Allen happens to be my fantasy quarterback, so.
1: I went Tom Brady. I know it's crazy. I know it's crazy. You like hate Tom Brady. I do hate Tom Brady. And I feel like you can take this either way this year. So he's clearly having problems with Giselle, right? Who I hate more than Tom Brady. I hate, so whatever. So (laughs) like, I have a weird thing about Giselle. It just drives me nuts. Um, I think either it's going to go one of two ways, right? Either he's going to be so stressed out that he plays like crap the whole year because he's so stressed out about Giselle. Or he's going to be like, screw you, Giselle. Like, I'm Tom Brady, and I'm going to, like, win a Super Bowl this year, and then I'm going to retire, and I'm going to shove it in your face. So I don't know. It well, for go, your fantasy league, I'm I'm hoping it's the second option. I think it is running back, too. So I feel like, like, I, I don't know. I, we'll see. We'll see what happens, you know? Stay tuned.
0: Maybe you have some fantasy football promotions, too, at your restaurant. There's just so many things. Football season oh. is such a fun time. Like, it's take advantage it out, of it but- all
1: drafts are a great thing to do in restaurants where you have like av that works really well and people can like plug in their things and you can have like you know you can do like pictures of beer and like appetizers for fantasy leagues obviously it's too late now but um, we'll be
0: back in the um maybe we'll talk about sports moving forward for all sports but we'll definitely talk about super bowl stuff too later on at the end of the season my favorite topics
1: i'm just kidding but i do
0: like talking about we're such sporty I'm such spices.
1: Party. I'm such a sports girl. No, you are. I am. I am a hockey tennis girl. I don't go much further than that. So, you know. All right. Anyways. Anyways, moving on. Um. So let's get away from sports and talk about weddings, because you know it's a great, it's a gr- it's a great segue, smooth transition, ladies. <laughs> but fall is obviously a gorgeous time to have weddings, especially. If you live in a spot with the foliage, like I can never say that again, every year I say that word and I say, I can't say it Say it again. No, I'm not saying it. Foliage? Places where the leaves turn colors. (laughs) I don't don't even know what you just called it. I don't know. No one played that back. I can't say it. It's one of those words that like gets stuck on my tongue and I don't say it correctly. Also combined with the Boston accent. It's not a great word to say. Um, Anyways. So clearly I, we live in New England, uh, not anymore, Rachel doesn't, but I live in New England where like, it's, it's the leaves are beautiful. I'm not saying it again. Um, <laughs> leaves in the fall are gorgeous. So why wouldn't you want to get married in a setting like that? In New York, upstate New York, especially same. So yeah, fall weddings. I think if you think of fall, when you're thinking of decor for your wedding, obviously like pumpkins, like leaves, maybe lanterns, lighting, fall tablescapes, and like anything fall related is going to be seen at events and weddings alike. So obviously there's both you can have other events in the fall as well. Um but all of that beautiful decor is like I think what makes this fall wedding so special. And it's so easy to play off all the colors. Like there's so many colors to choose from when when you're when you have a wedding in the fall that will go well, especially if it's outside. Um, So yeah, I saw our wedding Last year, we were at the Omni Mount Washington Hotel in um, New Hampshire for something, I forget what, but there was a wedding going on and it was like the most gorgeous thing I've ever seen. I was like, wow, it's like in their backdrop, if you've never seen it, look it up. It's incredible in the fall. It's like the prettiest time to go there. And it's just like all of these different colors in the background and it's gorgeous. So yeah, you can do that in a lot of different places. But yeah, I mean, fall colors, you can do them with wedding dresses too. So I was in a friend's wedding, um, God, a long time ago now, I feel like like five years ago at this point. Um, but she had her wedding in the fall in new England and all of the bridesmaids wore dresses that were fall colors, but kind of muted. So it wasn't like in your face, orange, it was like a burnt muted orange right. and all the dresses were made out of tulle. So it was like, you know it was like a lighter feel to the dresses um I think there was like a maroon like a deep burgundy color not really a maroon like a burgundy there was a burnt orange there was a hunter green and then I wore and a few of the girls wore like a a mauvey rose color it it was just like it was so beautiful um and every all of the bridesmaids and the bride had um leaf like um what do they call them the like veils colors. Yeah like crowns like they go like kind of like you know they're kind of hippie-ish looking but they were made Mm out of leaves. Um, It was gorgeous and then she had on the tables there was like sheets herself and she had you know real flowers and vases they're like gold vases with flowers like fall colored flowers but then she made these like long like different colored leaf like tablescapes with candles in them. It was just so pretty. Oh, and it happened to be um, a, like, basically a hurricane the night she got married oh and it was God. a tent, but it didn't matter because it was just so gorgeous inside that you were like, okay, it doesn't it doesn't matter. It's just beautiful. So um, I do think that like, you know, all the colors with bridesmaids and then you can match them to the groomsmen's suits and it's just so much you can do with color. And of course, um, I talked a little bit about decor, but you can mix florals and I'm not going to say with... Florals with, with foliage
0: is what with she's
1: saying. Say. <laughs> but you can do that in like an arch display or on the tables, like I talked about before. You can have um cozy furniture if you're able to like adjust the furniture at your venue. Um, you know, on the chairs, you could you could try like um like draped chairs or like a lounge area. Um, I think it's just like it's such a warm fall. You just want to be like warm and cozy, and it's so cool to do that with decor um, and with furniture and all kinds of stuff. Velvet is another one that's like a really fun thing to do. Um, The friend that I was talking about, her belt was like a deep burgundy velvet color that she had on her dress. And it like popped really nice. And she had like the same color lipstick. It was great. I'm kind of jealous of her wedding, actually. I got married in the spring. I didn't really have a choice. Um, But and it was gorgeous. It was in the water. So it made sense for it to be spring, but um, on the ocean, not like a lake. But it was like I love fall so much that I think I would have, you know, killed it with the fall decor. I I I had to go back and do it again. And then, of course, you could use some of those fall cocktails that I mentioned. You could do like a themed cocktail, which are big right now. Um, And I don't know. I mean, I think it's just it's a really beautiful time to to like have an event, even if it's not a wedding. Um, I think like candles look really even prettier in the fall. Like you have that warm feeling um, you know, and in, in winter is the same way, but I feel like there's just something really special about fall and like, how you can play off with of all the colors and, um, the mood. And I think like smells and, and like tastes in the fall are just like really like loving and warm and like cozy. And yeah. Oh, Such I nice totally food. agree. You can taste it. Right. I think, I think like, if you just like lift some like, you know, pumpkin or apple cider candles around like discreetly, you know, you don't have to be like in people's faces. Cause some people don't like that. <laughs> the sense being that, um, prominent, but I think it's, it's just a nice way to create ambiance from like every point. So fall weddings, maybe I'll get married know. in the fall someday you after you meet your Boston from boston but now based in new york financial something or other mm-hmm. husband makes a shit ton of money um you guys can get married in a beautiful venue in the fall and i will wear a burgundy dress <laughs> <laughs> i love it i can see it already you see it <laughs> I will live broadcast the Two Chicks, Three Seats podcast from your wedding, reporting live from Rachel's wedding.
0: That'd be pretty beautiful, to be honest. It would be. Wow. Well, I'll let you guys know when that happens. When it happens. <laughs> you have to stick around for some years down the line. But, um, okay, so our last topic for the episode, for our fall-themed episode, is fall gifting. So when I say fall gifting, I'm thinking like fall themed gifts that can be used in a variety of different event scenarios in the fall. So maybe general fall party favors after an event, bridesmaid gifts, shower gifts, corporate event gifting, anything along the lines of gifting in the fall months, and so on like that. So this, this topic was inspired by an article from Taste of Home, which I'll link below, but it's titled 16 Fall Gift Basket Ideas to Show You Care. Um, and I think sometimes it can be tough to think of like a unique, not overdone. And I, I guess like overdoneness can sometimes be subjective to like what you think, yeah. um, but also staying relevant to the time of year, I think is a really key way to also keep in mind whenever you're creating gift baskets like this. So a couple of the ideas that I liked most from the list that I thought would be nice for the fall, and I'll link to this article because a lot of them you can buy pre-made from like either a gifting website or from like Etsy was selling a couple of them. Or you can take these ideas yourself and kind of DIY them with your own, like, you know, tap into your local vendors, tap into any of the connections you have in your community to create these kind of gift boxes depending where you are. Mm -hmm. So the first one is the cozy box, which I think this one would be my favorite. And it's a classic fall one. I don't think this could ever be too overdone because it is just classic fall. Um, but the article describes this one as sending a big warm hug in a box so if that's yeah, <laughs> yeah if that's you want to show your appreciation for whoever is going to be the certain someone receiving the gift box then this is the one that you want to follow so the gift box that it's actually sold on Etsy, and it contains all the essentials for a cozy fall night so you have your candle your knit socks warm beverage mix you could select from hot chocolate, tea, coffee, a cute mug, a journal, and some caramel candies. And it is sold on Etsy. And one of the comments was saying that they got this box for their entire staff. It didn't say like what kind of business, but for employees um, for a work retreat. So everyone loved it. I thought that was a cute idea. Kind of that little gift box to show appreciation and take on the coziness of fall. So that was a good one. The fall meat and cheese box is the next one. So everyone loves a charcuterie themed box. And I know that there's tons of charcuterie box companies or charcuterie companies in general, and I'm sure that they're going to be selling something like this in the future, like these fall months. So like you could look at the, one of those local spots, or you can try to DIY a charcuterie box yourself. DIYing, just make sure that like when you're shipping it, obviously you're thinking about like the logistics behind that because you do have perishable items so ordering from a company could be easier in this situation but maybe if you have like an in-person it could be like okay you gift them as like maybe the beginning of the event we see all the ways that during like the covid months people were doing single serving little charcuterie things so maybe you can incorporate that into your fall themed event or as a gift box um but this gift box i can't remember I can't remember the company it was sold by, but the elements of the box are kind of classic charcuterie box like cheeses, meats, crackers, jams, cutlery, and a cute fall themed cutting board that said give thanks on it, which I thought was really cute.
1: Mm-hmm. I think
0: the cutting board is a nice touch too, and not just like the food, but then having it for the display as well. Yeah. And then the third and final one is the seasonal flavors breakfast gift set, which I thought was also cute, and it kind of plays into the various scents of fall. So the key elements for this box were buttermilk pancake mix, pumpkin spice, various nut butters like cashew, almond, peanut butter, and fresh maple syrup. And this reminded me of like a quintessential Vermonty or New Englandy gift basket that could work for kind of a variety of audiences, either on the corporate side or, I mean, you could, I would give this to my girlfriends after some sort of like gift, par- like a bridal shower, that kind of thing as well for the fall and, wedding.
1: I agree. Like, if you're having, and if I was going to say, if you're having a thing, these, you know, how people do like, will you be my bridesmaid, like boxes now? You could do one of these with like, you know, if you're going to have your wedding in the fall. So like, that's keep cute. On theme. Right? Hmm.
0: No, that's super cute. <laughs> I know. You want to gift one of these to me, Kate? Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'll gift one back. <laughs> no, I'm
1: getting. <kidding. laughs> you're um, definitely a cozy, you're a cozy box girl. Just just saying. That's your vibe.
0: <laughs> Thanks.
1: That's what I go for.
0: Nice and cozy and approachable. <laughs> <laughs> most of the time. Um. Most of the time keywords um well we hope you enjoyed this fall themed episode and let us know right into our email at two chicks the number two three seats at triple com, and let us know what other fall promotions you have coming up and I'm like if you have any football promotions let us know because we want to hear about those especially
1: (laughs) but anything Right. If you're a bar or a restaurant that does um, like any venue that does football promotions and you've been doing them for a long time and you're really good at them, like maybe you can come on the show and talk about it so that you can share your ideas with other people. That might be fun. Now that we're in football season, everyone's I know. very excited. It. <laughs> I'm
0: more excited than ever before. Now that I have this fantasy league for the first time, you've never done them at
1: Triple C. before. No, I've
0: never joined. I, I see it every year and every year I'm like, I want to do it. But then every year I don't. And so this is the first time I was like, okay, we're really going to make this
1: happen. And I'm so excited now. I do it every year and I lose every year. But I feel like it keeps me, it keeps me like updated on who's playing every week. And like, and because I really only pay attention when like the Pats are playing, like I only right. watch games when the Pats are playing. Um, but. I felt, I feel like this is a way for me to be like, oh, like the Bills lost. Just kidding.
0: (laughs) You won't see that often, but I do have to say I have like half of the Bears, I feel like on my roster. And then I have like two Bills players, but I definitely have teams that I like would never watch the the games for. And not that I'm going to watch every single football game, but I definitely will feel like I have more involvement and,
1: you know, joining that football community. Exactly. And I have, I have a, I think I have a Bills player. I don't remember who, but I feel like. I feel like I do. I'll have to look. I'll have to look back and see. It's all a blur. I feel like it happens so fast. And it's it like happens so fast. And you're like, oh my God, there's a countdown. I don't know what I mean. I'm like, which one's better? <laughs> Yelling from the other room. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I was texting with my dad who was also at his draft. And I'm like, I got him. Did you, like texting back and forth.
1: Last year, Mike made me like a game plan. He was like, all oh, right, you God. should really get... And then this year he was like, no, because you suck at choosing during every week. So I'm not helping you this year. <laughs> And so I was literally just like yelling to him in the other room and he was like, I'm not helping. I was like, just answer this one question. So funny. <laughs> but
0: anyways, it's well fine. Thank you for listening, everyone. Yeah. And we hope you have a great start to your fall.
1: Yes. Go fall. Go fall, go Pats.
0: Go fall, go <laughs> <no> Pills.
1: <laughs> Bye. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Two Chicks, Three Seats,
1: your events industry podcast brought to you by Triple Seat, the industry leader for event management software.
0: Find out more about Triple Seat at TripleSeat.com.